everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I'm going to say he, 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 three he, he, he's, and you respond by saying ha, ha. So I'll go he, 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 and you go ha, ha. One, two, three. He, he, he. Well, you might recognize it, one of the great television shows in the history, Hee Haw. Have you ever heard of the phrase, it's on like Donkey Kong? It's on like Donkey Kong? Yeah. It's on like Donkey Kong. Hee Haw, it's on like Donkey Kong. If we breathe in God's breath, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yet if we breathe in poison breath, it's off like donkey wrong. I'm talking about hee-haw. I'm talking about the breath of friendships, the breath in marriages, the breath in families, the breath in your corporation, the breath in your business, the breath in your school, the breath on your team. What kind of breath are you breathing? You're hearing my breath right now because when I breathe, my breath is vibrating over the vocal cords, sounds are coming out, so I'm, I'm, I'm breathing. And I can make little noises like hee-haw, or I can go hee-hee-hee. Oh, we can do better than that, hee-hee-hee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we breathe, what, 16 breaths per minute? I thought we would breathe more than that, but that's all we breathe. 23,000 breaths a day, about 8 million a year. And if you have great genetics and eat clean, you'll breathe between 700 to 800 million breaths over a lifetime, thus taking up several hundred tons of oxygen. That's a lot of breath. I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my breath. Do you? I don't want to waste it because I have a limited amount of breath and no one is sure how many breaths are left. The Bible says though, when we inhale the breath of God, then we truly live. In other words, breath is life and life is breath. Breath is life and life is breath. Living things breathe. What are you breathing? Have you heard about these alarms that you can install in your homes? If there's any sort of poisonous gases, you know, carbon monoxide, something like that, these alarms will sound. It's like, whoa, I can't tell it, but some bad stuff is in the air. The scriptures say that when I inhale the breath of God, when I receive Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is literally an alarm. The Holy Spirit literally warns us when we're around poisonous gas, when we're around things that, that, that don't pass the smell test. And sometimes they're, they're covert, they're not overt. People that breathe poison, we, we don't really know it, up front, but after several years go by, maybe several decades go by, we look back and we're like, man, I wasted my breath. 
I wasted my time, I wasted my energy on these people. That's why God said back in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 10. Now when I read it, you're gonna see some orange words. And when you see the orange words, I want you to repeat these words with me, okay? Okay? Okay, 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 let's go. One, two, three. Do not plow with an and uh, together. Don't hook up with hee-haw. Why would God say that? God is giving us very practical words. In fact, I have written about this extensively in my book, 50 Shades of They. If you hadn't gotten it, please pick it up. It's uh, uh, something that'll help in your relationships. I talk about this. God wants us to harness ourselves, to yoke up with, with animals of the same strength and the same nature. So as believers, as human beings, we should link up with people of the same strength and the same nature. God said, hey, don't hook up an ox and a donkey. I don't wanna hate on donkeys, but donkeys aren't oxes. Oxes are unique. They're, they're different than a donkey. The Bible also says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, something else about hee-haw. It says, and let's read it together again. Let's, let's just kind of read the orange parts uh, together. Do not be together with unbelievers. For what do and wickedness have in common? Or what? That's a good name for a church. Can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Interesting. So you see the parallel. You got the ox and the donkey. God says, don't plow with them. It's, it's gonna be all jacked up if you do. And then he says that we should not have close associations. We shouldn't have any fellowship with, with people who don't have our same nature. Obviously, oxes hang out with other oxes. Hee-haws hang out with other hee-haws. Am I going too fast for anybody? A donkey, though, eats some poisonous plants. In fact, a donkey's breath is so toxic, if it's yoked up with an ox, it can make the ox sick. It can actually kill the ox. So what I would suggest to you is, and what I think about in my own life, as we look back and as we think about our friendships, our associations, our connections, are you breathing donkey wrong? Are you breathing poison breath? Are you breathing helitosis from the donkeys in your life? But I'm here to tell you, it's not gonna be obvious. It's not like, oh, he's donkey wrong. Oh, she's donkey wrong. No, 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 it's, 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 it's covert. It's subterranean. It's on the DL. It's, it's, it's unique. Don't be donkey wrong. Don't be hooked up to a hee-haw. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Corinth was a very worldly city. And there was some funky stuff going on. There was some crazy stuff going on amongst the members of the fellowship church at Corinth. 
And he says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. We read that. But then he asks two rhetorical questions. He's like, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Why righteousness? Because once we breathe the breath of Jesus, we have the righteousness of Jesus. That's huge because God can't look or smell any kind of halitosis. He can't even let bad breath get near his nostrils because God is holy. We're unholy. Jesus became man. He lived his holy life. He died for our wrongdoings. He breathed his last breath on the cross for your junk and mine. Died. Death couldn't hold him down because of his sinless nature. On resurrection morn, he breathed a new breath, a breath of resurrection, and then he took a bunch of ragtag wheels off fishermen and <sighs> breathed the resurrection breath into them, but they had to inhale it. And once that happened, you've got righteousness going on. When God sees those of us who've breathed in the righteousness of Jesus, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see you and me. He doesn't see our wrongdoings. And that's, and that's good. I mean, that's awesome. So righteousness and wickedness, they, they don't have anything, anything in common. Paul is simply saying, avoid compromise. Don't hook up with the jackass. That's what he's saying. Now, another rhetorical question, the second one in verse 14. What fellowship can light have with darkness? In the book of John, Jesus is called the light of the world. The gospel is the light. The go what is the gospel? People sometimes try to, try to complicate the gospel. That's ridiculous. The gospel is simply the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Without the gospel, we're out of breath. Without the gospel, we're toast. Living things breathe. Some people I meet are breathing but existing, yet those of us who've inhaled Jesus, we are truly living. That's why Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Living things breathe. It's the, the breath of God. Well, you might be thinking, all right, Ed, you're telling me this is covert, not overt. You're telling me it's on the DL. You're telling me it's, it's unique. You're telling me it's subterranean, these, these, these jackasses that I might be associated with too closely. How can I tell if somebody in my life is donkey wrong? That's a good question. Number one, this just gets you thinking. Donkeys always talk about what they've heard. They're always talking about what they heard. I heard this. I saw this. I'm not sure, but he did this, and she said that. And I think because she said that, she is that. How in the heck do they know? Well, donkeys have big old honking ears, and they listen, and they're loud, and they hee-haw, hee-haw about what they seesaw, seesaw. Poison, man, poison. Proverbs 16, 
28, a perverse person stirs up conflict. A gossip, wow, separates close friends. Always separating. Always, it's, it's, it's me against the world. You're hooked up with a jackass. Another marker of a donkey. Donkeys are mean-spirited. Don't get on the wrong side of a donkey. They'll kick, they'll bite. Proverbs 16, 29, a violent person entices their neighbor and leads them down a path that's not good. Are you hooked up to a donkey? Life is too short to be hooked up to a jackass. Also, number three, donkeys are stubborn. They are, they, they, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Don't tell me anything. Do you know anyone like that? Hey, I want some advice. Please help me in this relationship. And you download advice and they do the opposite. Oh, I really need some help financially, you know, kind of messed up. Would you help me? And you do the opposite. They're just stubborn, man. They're just, they just lock up. Proverbs 15, 31 and 33, whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. But those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. A while back I dealt with a situation where someone had an authority issue. And as I've lived and led for the last 25 years, when someone has authority issues, authority issues are some of the most difficult issues to deal with. Because when someone has authority issues, they can't really thrive and survive. They have no humility, they think they know the deal, and they're always coming against authority. It's very, very difficult. And, and few people ever change unless they have a Damascus Road experience when they have authority issues. So when you see someone who has that situation, that stubbornness, that problem against any sort of authority, hopefully the warning lights are going off because you are around some poison gas. You're donkey wrong. Here's another the fourth characteristics of, of, of being hooked up with a donkey, donkeys are always bringing up the past. They're always dredging up the past. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is Napoleon Dynamite. Anybody here, you've never seen Napoleon Dynamite, lift your hand. Watch it today. It's that good. It's that good. It's a genius movie. I love Uncle Rico. The man locked in the past. Could not get over the football days, could he? Somebody who's donkey wrong, they're always talking about the past, always talking about the good old days. Always, I mean, everything is not hysterical, it's historical. Everything, everything. And I'm all about history, but let's talk about the present. Let's talk about the future. Now and then I'll meet people who go, oh yeah, I just, I just miss the good old days at fellowship. I'm like, dude, these are the good old days. I mean, I enjoy talking about the past when, you know, things were different and evolving, but I like what's going on now. 
So if you were some, some, some jackass, they're always talking about, about the past. Donkey, wrong. Donkey, wrong. So, so those are some markers. And maybe the Holy Spirit of God is saying, wow, you, you're, you're, you're harnessed up to, to, to a donkey. You're, you're wasting your breath. You, you have this poison breath. Because, see, I don't need to be hooked up to a donkey. I need to be hooked up to an ox. Because when I'm hooked up to an ox, I'm getting oxygen. Oh, I don't think you heard me. I said, when I'm hooked up to an ox, when I'm yoked, when I'm harnessed with the right people in the right places, doing the right thing, I'm receiving oxygen. Oxygen. Are you receiving oxygen? Are you breathing in sync with those people that God has in your life? Because regularly, we have to think about our friends. But, but, but to put it a little deeper, jackasses steal, kill, and destroy. They steal your stuff. We all have stuff, unique stuff. Turn to your neighbor and say, hold on to your stuff. That's right, hold on to your stuff. The donkeys will steal your gifts and your abilities because you'll waste it talking to them and hee-hawing with them and going back and forth with them and hee-haw and seesaw and this and that. And it's like, man, I'm wasting all my energy on this jackass. You can't do it. Don't let him steal from you. But see, if I'm the devil, which I'm not, but if I'm the devil... I'm going to use relationships, people in your life to mess you up and get you off course. Jesus, think about his temptation, the temptation of Christ. What was the net effect of the temptation? Well, the net effect was the devil wanted to poison Christ's purpose. He wanted him to compromise just a little bit, see, because if he was not totally righteous, he could not have sacrificed for our wrongdoings. He couldn't have taken the sin of the world upon his shoulders. See, he couldn't have done that. So that's what the devil wanted. So the devil sees you and me. He knows we got some unique stuff. So he tries to steal our stuff. He wants to poison our purpose. Also, he wants to kill our commitment. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the enemy. Jackasses will try to kill our commitment. They're like, man, why are you so committed to the marriage? Why, why are you so committed to, to, to fellowship. Why are you so committed? Always going after the commitment quotient. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the soils of the garden. Back in the garden, look at the first sin. The devil attacked Adam's commitment quotient. God, we're committed to you. Of course, they knew God was committed to them. And the enemy came in and got them to doubt, got them to question. And because they're commitment crumbled, we've been dealing with it ever since. Donkeys also will destroy our destiny. Destroy our destiny. How many times have we all looked back? I have and like, man, I wasted my breath in that relationship. Totally wasted my breath. I only got a certain number of breaths. I don't know how many, but I wasted myself. That's what can happen. So if you're young, pay attention. 
Apply this stuff. If you're old, pay attention. Apply this stuff. And here's some great news for those of us who are a little bit more mature. When we breathe in the breath of Jesus, when we harness ourselves to the oxen in the world with oxygen, the Bible promises us that God will, will bring back the years the locusts or the donkeys have eaten. I would clap right there too. I sometimes would just tell you when to clap. Steal, kill, and destroy. Well, that's what, that's what Jesus said the devil's gonna do. I didn't make that up. John 10, remember? The thief, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, that's Satan's game plan, his strategy. Here's what Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Breath is life, life is breath. DUI, 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 DUI. Driving under the influence, right? DUI. So you get pulled over, car kind of swerving. I'm making some people nervous here. <laughs> oh man, whoop, whoop. Oh, wait. Oh, and then they, they can do the breathalyzer. If the alcohol level is above 0 0.08, uh-oh, got a DUI, driving under the influence. They test your breath. It's all in the breath. Whoa. I'm not drunk. Yes, I am. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk on the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians, oh yeah, Ephesians chapter five, verse 18. I think I'm drunk. I think I'm drunk. It says, do not get drunk on wine. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled, be drunk with the Holy Spirit. So every day, I should do a breathalyzer. <sighs> and God should say, man, it's at least Point zero eight. I want to be controlled. I want to drive. I want to do life under the influence of the breath of God, of the Holy Spirit of God. And I can do that if I've allowed God to breathe on me, if I've inhaled that. And I can do that if my tightest associations, if I'm harnessed up, to the people, those oxes giving me oxygen. It's that, it's that simple. And those oxes, instead of, instead of stealing, they're gonna give. I mean, think, think about the ox. Think about that, that other believer. They should be giving stuff, not stealing stuff, adding to, to your, your stuff. You're, they're not killing your commitment or your character. They're helping create it. They're, they're applauding that. And those oxes in your life and mine should be people with a long commitment track record. They're, they're not destroying our destiny. They're, they're building our purpose. They know the purposes of God. They know the purposes of his church, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. They know that. So, so again, are you 
donkey wrong? Or are you breathing the breath of God and is on like Donkey Kong? I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking you these questions. One of our pastors that helps me with sermon research used to serve in the military, and he said he learned in combat situations when someone is hurt, the first thing they would do is they would, they would start the breathing. Starts with the breathing. Then after that, they would stop the bleeding. Then they would like bandage, protect the wound, and then treat for shock in those, you know, in that order. That's what they would do. Well, so often what we do is we don't worry about starting the breathing. We're trying to think about shock. We're trying to think about bandaging the wounds. We're trying to think about this, this relational bleed, and that's great. We need to think about those things. It all starts, though, with breath, the breath of God. It all starts with inhaling the gospel. That's the power. That's the life that gives us the energy to do what God wants us to do. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.